It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right. Uh, welcome aboard, Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton. Getting set now for week nine of the high school football uh, season, but uh, it, it will put the wraps on uh, week eight first. Yes. Get into kind of gloss over what's going to happen in uh, week nine, then have some real fun. When yeah. we start speculating postseason in because, week 10. Because now it's, I mean, we basically know what the last three, four teams fighting for those last spots are. And there's some divisions that is pretty straightforward. It might vary by a team or two, but like, especially in some of the middle divisions, like four and five, you have about 10 different possibilities to how you want to draw the brackets up. Uh, and and again, we're still in, in guesswork because I think the state listens. And if and if we go, this could happen. They go, how can we mess with these guys? Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly <laughs> what they're doing over in Lansing. But uh, no, that will be a lot of fun. And then the top tens just, or the the the, the, the part the middle part of the top ten is impossible at this point. Well, uh, we we have. Uh, I don't know. We we have ten teams. My number ten team could be higher up in the polls than it is, uh, and you know, I don't know. I don't know how to figure it out. I do the best that I can with it. It makes everybody unhappy, which makes me happy. <laughs> so let's not waste <laughs> any more time because I have a feeling that second segment might go for a while. Okay. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. Or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700 for all your real estate needs. O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. 
Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Garrett Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Garrett Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Garrett Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome uh, back. The bitter Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton uh, on a Monday. We got a case of the Mondays, well, well, so I'm let's not, do some stuff that'll make us feel better. Well, I'm not bitter towards anything in high school. It's completely unrelated to this because I know, but you're bitter. It's, it's I like it. Yeah, I yeah, like this side of you. Yeah, well, that's going to stay <laughs> off the air. But um, anyway, so week eight finished up, and we have to start off congratulating Dave Brown and Emily City. Yes, they could have taken the forfeit could have guaranteed himself, themselves a win. And, hey, on the record book, it doesn't say you started your first season 0-9. And some people would have done that. Heck, that's basically why MLA City still has a playoff drought is because somebody did that. But they scheduled Detroit University Prep Science and Math. And not only did they beat them, they kicked them in the teeth and sent them home to go look at their physics books. Yes. 40-7. to they win this game, and they did so in, yeah, very easy fashion. I mean, it was it was over. I mean, the, the science and math last touchdown came a- after it was over, and it was just it was done. They held uh, they held them to seventy nine yards of offense, and Emily City only had two fifteen, but we were holding them to seventy nine yards of offense. Well, that tells me Emily City is probably getting a lot of short fields. Yeah, and, and cashing in, which you like to see. Yeah, uh, uh, Rojas had a couple touchdowns. Vanderplug had a couple. T- has he actually had three touchdowns? And just all the congrats in the world to MLA City. They forced three turnovers, and it's how you build excitement because they have a good chance to win this week. And the BWAC's tough, and I'm sure Coach Brown will tell us that the team he ha- has right now is a heck of a lot different than the team he had week one against Hazel Park. Yeah, and here's the other thing. MLA City had scored 44 points this season. Mm -hmm. So they basically did in one week what it had taken them seven weeks to do prior. And again, 
think about what they had been playing against. I mean, we'll talk in the second segment about how four different teams they play, Dennis. We have hopes, depending on draw or what have you, could make a semifinal. And even if they don't, it's because they played some elite, elite teams that knocked them out. So they're not going around and losing in, in, in like a Mac bronze setting yeah. where they, they're losing to New Haven or Lincoln. or Yeah, they lost to a Mac bronze team in week one, but look at what they're doing now. They're playing better, uh, and, I, and I expect them to grow upon this because I hear they have at least some, some coming through uh, soon. Some talent, so yeah. I just want to congratulate and Coach Brown. That's a huge win for him. Pro- probably five teams on their schedule are playoff teams. Four for sure, and probably Yale too. Yeah, so <laughs> more than half your schedule are playoff teams, and and the, uh, also you didn't just win; you kicked the snot out of them. So you are showing you are head and shoulders better than than some other teams. You're just in one of the toughest leagues in the state. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. So. Uh, that's fun, and and like you say, they have a very good chance uh, in Week Nine against Flint Southwestern, who's also one and seven, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, have uh, been getting beaten up by by teams as well. A um, couple of nice matchups coming up here in Week. Yeah, nine. it's you know sometimes Week Nine you get a lot of mismatch uh, teams trying to get an, an extra win, but at least in our area. We have a very tough week of picks that we're going to have to dole out on Thursday. And, I mean, where do you want to start? Because we have some an old rivalry being renewed. We have Marine City playing its toughest, maybe its toughest game of the season. I mean, at worst since Armada. Um, you have a lot of BWAC teams being challenged. Really, there's only a couple. One, the only real matchup I can think of that we have, we have the Prep Bowl. That The only matchup I can think of that isn't a uh, toss-up or at least in some sort of question is Armada going to Kersley. That's the only one where I feel, oh, they should win and they should win comfortably. Even then, Kersley beat them last year. So that's still not a slam dunk. Uh, I I, I want to start with this PH Marysville thing because well, they haven't played since like 2005 I think. Let me I, I will get the official uh, the last time they played, but it's been a long long time. I think 05 was the last year. But and again, I've said this for a long time. It's made no sense that it went on hiatus as long as it did. And both sides will point the finger at the other. Don't care. It's happening now because. Dennis, Port Huron High is closer to Marysville High School than it is to Port Huron Northern High yes, School. Yes, it is. It, it takes Port Huron Northern longer to get from their school to Memorial Stadium than it does Marysville. This is a game that should have been happening all these years, and I'm glad it finally is. It's better than Marysville going and playing uh, like a, another Mac school center line in Week 9 and Port Huron playing Warren Collegiate and instead of this game that... I mean, should always, always be happening. So I'm glad it's back. Yeah, 2005 was the last time this rivalry was played. Marysville won 21 to nine, and it hasn't been played since. Uh, and all time, I- I'm actually surprised by this number too. They've only since 1950. They've only played 23 times. Yeah, which again, when you're in the scal and the EML. Uh, that kind of threw things off, but no, there was a long stretch where this it 
one of those games would start the year and the, the, the northern game for Marysville would end the year. And I, again, there's no reason why that shouldn't be the scenario. And heck, I'm just glad it's happened. So I'm not going to complain. I remember last year after they scrimmaged, went down and I talked to the coaching staff. So I'm like, guys, why are we scrimmaging? Why are you playing a D6 team in week nine and not the team that's two seconds from you? And again, glad it's happening. Don't know the last time Portier and Highs played a team that's rung the wing T. It legitimately <laughs> might be since the last time they've played Marysville. Probably. Probably. Like, um, unless, I, again, I don't know what Carmen Ainsworth or Seaholm ran. Nah, I, I know Carmen Ainsworth was a passing team. That Did, was the, the big deal is they had some stud quarterback. I don't know if Country Day ran a version of the wing T. Um, just looking back through, I don't think uh, Ortonville, Brandon Adams, or Wald Lake Western did when the, in that playoff run. So, yeah, it might have legitimately been since they played Marysville last that they faced the wing T. <laughs> Which will be interesting because I think both these teams have won games they were supposed to win, but neither has a big signature win. I mean, for both sides, what win do you just port here on hang their hat on? Mott? Is that their bet? They they did beat them pretty convincingly. And for Marysville, it's Lamphere. And who they beat very convincingly. So nice wins, but not that win you look at at the end of the season and you go, hell yeah, that was a great win. I think if either side wins, it's their biggest win of the year. Yeah, I I can't argue uh, with that. And uh, I think both sides obviously want to win the game. I hope, because it's been so long and a lot of these kids weren't alive the last time. Seriously, this this 17 years ago. Um, So the seniors might have been. Yeah, I mean, I I certainly hope that the kids get that this is like a a big deal. I think they will when they show up and both sides are full. Yeah. Like, I think that will really kind of make everyone go, oh, wow, this is a big deal when a lot of those former players that played on both sides are at Memorial Stadium, and that's going to be a really fun atmosphere because, again, Memorial Stadium's an awesome place to play, and I know the Marysville kids got to go there last year when they played Northern, but, yeah, I'm a little jealous because I played five miles from it and I never got to play Yeah, This is a sentimental game for me, too, because it was the very first game I ever did. Really? I came to the area. I didn't know that. What year was it? 1995. Uh, PH played at Marysville. It was my very first football broadcast for the radio station mm-hmm. um, here in town. It wasn't the first football game I ever did, but it was right. the first one I did here uh, in, in the area. Uh, and it went to overtime, and PH went for two. D'Angelo Sanderson Sr. Right. Got stopped a couple inches from the goal line. So basically the Marine City Armada game. Yeah, and, uh, and Marysville won 35-34. to 34. In just a really exciting game. That was back when uh, you know the the wing T was rolling for for Marysville, and PH was running something called the single wing. <laughs> they didn't have which, a quarterback, which they which they used to run back before there were helmets. Um, and and it was really interesting because they had some some guys that they could snap it to that were pretty dazzling. And that was a great game, and that started a great year of rivalry games. Because the Northern Marysville game that year in week nine was decided on a blocked extra point with no time left on the clock. Right. Uh, and Northern won that game 20-19 to 19 after Marysville had made a tremendous comeback. Uh, and in the middle, the PH Northern game was uh, a 40-36 to 36 slugfest that went back and forth. 
uh, and ended on a touchdown in the final minute. So it was just a great year, but that very first game kind of set the tone, and it was a P.H. Marysville game that was really good. And they actually played a really good game the next year too, uh, and Marysville won by a point again, 27-26. So Port Huron Northern is renewing a, a local rivalry. This one doesn't have quite as much history when they play St. Clair. Only the ninth time these two schools have ever played. Should have happened last year, didn't. Uh, but now they go down to East China Stadium. That should be a fun one. Uh, it's going to be a defensive battle. Uh, again, I don't want to do Thursday's show today. Uh, and then Marine City goes to Durand in what might be the biggest game <laughs> for all our local MAC teams because there's one loss combined between the two of them. Yeah, this this is a, a really big test to see exactly where the Mariners are at right now. Yes. Like, we know they're area good. They've always been area good. Last year they were state good and made it all the way to the finals. Mm-hmm. We don't know that they're at that point yet because, like you like to point out, they don't have that real bow tie they have nice signature wins. win. They have a collection of nice wins. But, yeah, last year Notre Dame prep was that win. Yeah, it was in week nine. This year, week nine, they're going to Duran. Duran's eight and zero, and they have aspirations of a D six state title. But people have have had questions since week one, right? With Armada beating them, and we now know that Armada is pretty good football team. Yes, like that. That loss did not get any worse as the season. Yeah, no, that that loss actually got. Better if that's possible. Yeah, because we thought Armada would be good. I don't know how many people were picking Armada to win a BWAC title at the start of the year, but the or after week three. Yeah, and the BWAC. Well, now that that's all settled, we have a slew of fun week nine games. MLA City plays Flint Southwestern, as we talked about, another chance to win. And hey, you finish your year on two straight wins, gives you a lot of excitement and momentum going into next season, doesn't it? Yeah, uh-huh. uh, Yale is winning in. They host Lutheran North. If they can beat the Mustangs, they are going back to the playoffs the first time that they have, I guess use the word, earned a playoff bid since 2018. And, and here's here's the thing. I, I think Yale is the favorite in this game, but it's not a slam dunk. No. And that's what makes this game intriguing. Yeah, I, I think they're the favorite. Lutheran North is 3-5. and five. Their wins are over... Ann Arbor, Gabriel Richard, Cranbrook, and Carlton. So not great wins, but they've been pesky with a lot of good teams. Southlake, they only lost by six. Bishop Foley, they only lost by seven. Uh, Riverview, Gabriel Richard, they only lose by seven. So they haven't beat anyone good, but they've only been blown out one time, and that was to Notre Dame prep. So Yeah, they've been competitive with, I think, some pretty good teams. And this is a game last year that, Yale felt they should have won down at Lutheran North. Uh, Richmond, they play Clintondale. Their playoff hopes are basically done, but you want to end the year on a win. It just it, You just feel better all offseason after you <laughs> your last game was a win. Yeah. Uh, you send your seniors out the right way. Yeah, and, and four and five looks a lot better than three and six. It does. Yeah, it does, but get that last win. You feel better about yourself. Now we get into some, well, doozy whoppers, I'll call them. <laughs> Almont goes to Goodrich. Goodrich is really good. Their only loss in week one to Frankenmuth. No shame in that. 
Now, I think the Flint Metro lower might not be as good as we may think, but Goodrich, you know, they started off dominating. In the last couple weeks, it hasn't been great for them. They they barely beat a, a Lake Fenton team that's lost more than they've won. They beat Linden 21-0 last week. I don't know. I think this is a good game to see where the BWAC and the, that Flint Metro League match up because there's going to be a lot of cross-contamination this yeah. weekend in the playoffs. This might be a good data point to use because if one team blows out the other, then you go, uh-oh, for the rest of the playoffs. But if it's a close game or if Almont wins, hey, you, you might be working with something because Almont's playing really good football right now. Uh, and I, th- I, I think, like, the, the Lake Fenton, I, th- I think that's a pretty big rivalry game. So sometimes records don't matter as much. But, yeah, th- this, this is interesting. Definitely, again, this is one where I think if Almont wins – we go, hmm, yeah, hmm. If, Al- if Almont wins D6, this game, hmm. yeah, and a spe- couple that with what happens in Marine City and, and Durand, Almont could go to looking real frisky yeah. to get back to Ford Field because I think they're getting a little healthier now. Bryce Furman played last week. He had a big game against Yale. I don't know. Almont's... And Almont has the success, and they have that expectation. Yeah. Um, even if they lose, as long as they're competitive. Right. Because they're not going to see Yeah, you're, good you're not looking at it going, okay, this is a terrible thing. Um, Armada's probably going to beat Kersley. I mentioned that. Uh, I believe they go to Flint Kersley. That should be a win and a nice tune-up for the playoffs. North Branch will play a neutral site game against Three Rivers and Okemos. Because I think it's about three hours between the schools, so they're meeting in the middle. I think North Branch should win this game. I know Three Rivers is 5-3, and three, but they finished second in the Wolverine Conference, I think, to Edwardsburg. I think they tied for second. I don't know. The way North Branch is playing, this might be a game that they I, I could see them putting up 50-plus. I just have a gut feeling with this one. Um, I, I definitely... Like, a couple of weeks ago, had you asked me about this game, I was wishy-washy on it because I didn't know a lot about Three Rivers, mm-hmm. and I wasn't completely sold out on North Branch. I now look at this game as I'll be shocked if North Branch doesn't win. Yes, and Cross-Lex has a game against Freeland. No rest for the Pioneers, and they could – I know you like to schedule in tough games, and you can't know what's going to happen. You can't know you're going to be a little beat up and you're struggling down the stretch. Hey, you win against Freeland, you you kind of erase the last month, but it might be a tough end of the season for Croslex. Well, I mean, again, we talked about it uh, on our uh, TV show. What's going on in Croslex right now? They're six and two, and I shouldn't have this many doubts or questions ab- about this football team, but I do. It's I think you used the term something's off. Yeah, something's not right. Um, when, when we look at what's been going on since week three, and for and, the most part, it's the same pieces. Because frankly, at this point, I don't really want to hear the injury excuse. I know because there have been guys in and out, but you can't say, "Well, Joey Ramsey's hurt. He got hurt against Emily City. He he was there against Yale and Almont, and Belly Grappy came back for North Branch. Guess what? He was the best player on the field. He only threw for like fifty yards." Um, 
they're just not making plays when they need to. When it's chips in the middle of the table, put up or shut up time, both against Almont and North Branch, I don't know if Croslex made a play in the second half when they needed to. Yeah, and, and now you bring in a really good uh, Freeland team. I know this is an emotional game, and right. I don't want to get into too much of the nuts and bolts because we got another show about this. But, boy, it, 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 let me put it this way. Croslex wins. You go, okay. Yep, they're back they're, on track. They're back on track, and now they're a threat. Even if they lose like a really close game, like, if they lose a You'll game 31-30, you go, okay, two really good teams played, one team made one more play than the other. Yeah, but but it, but if they lose and and it's not competitive, like if they lose by a couple of scores mm. and the things that we've seen happen, happen again. Right. Uh, I'm not feeling really good well, about and here's going the into thing. what might be a tough district. Well, and that, that's the thing. The teams you might see are could be two of the teams you would have lost to to end the season. So I know it's hard to beat a good team twice, but there's just something off about Cross-Lex, and for the most part, it's the same players out there, and you know they have the ability to make the plays. I don't know if it's a mental block or what, but okay, they, they beat up Emily City, which we expected them to, but three of their last four games... They have not seemed like the Croslex we saw for the first month of the season. I guess it, it, if they called me in to give the the big speech, uh, I I think uh, in in hockey we used to call it you're grabbing your stick too tight. Yeah. Or in baseball you're gripping the bat too tight. It's like you're thinking too much. Are, are they thinking too much? Just go out and play football. Right. Just you're good. You got talent. Just go out and play football and relax. Maybe they're putting a little bit too much pressure on themselves. Maybe instead of a big rah-rah speech, you go tell a joke and have a fun and loosen them up a bit yeah. before. Again, I don't know. We're not in the locker room. We do, we're not at practice every day, so we can't. We we can only speculate and guess. But what we do know is this Croslex team has a lot of talent, and it's can they make the plays when they need to? Because it again. In Almont and North Branch in the second half, every time you felt like Croslex has got to have a stop or they've got to have a first make down, a play, yeah. the, it went the other way. Um, and then Prep Bowl Saturday. Prep Bowl Saturday. Th- this is fun. Which, by the way, I'm not forgetting about Peck Deckerville. No, we'll talk yeah, about that. But, uh, but come on, Mooney. Yes. Win this football game. <laughs> Because that's Foley's my alma mater, and I got a bitter taste in you it. You don't all go these to class later. reunions. I do not go to class reunions. So come on, Cardinals, win one for the stuck. But but unfortunately, this is this is a tough game. Foley's legit. I think they're eight and zero. Um, and and but Mooney at, at seven and one, four shutouts now for Mooney, four legit shutouts. Um, they went on the road. I thought. Uh, Whitmore Lake was a, a real big test, and, and they, they came out of it flying colors. A smelling like roses. Nothing win. Uh, Hayson later has been doing his uh, thing. Mooney's pretty healthy as far as I know now. Uh, and, and obviously, since week two, their defense has been just stupid good. So the first two weeks, they gave up 56 points. So, they hey, they gave up, what's that, eight touchdowns in the – Six weeks since they have given up two. Yeah, and in week one they they blew out Parkway Christian. Yeah, and I think those two touchdowns were late. Yeah, 
So they haven't given up double digits since they gave up 43 to Seminary. And that's a game that kind of got away from them and that, well. Oh, there was, that game had everything in it. Yeah. Lots of offense, controversy. Um, and I'd like to see them run that back, preferably in mid to late November. But <laughs> I'd like to see them run that back. And we'll talk about Mooney more when we get to the playoff map. Peck-Deckerville is a big game. It's winning in for Deckerville. Peck, they're, they're a stripes team, but they want to flex their muscle against a local rival. And they have not just team success on the line. We talked about Caleb Lettner has a chance to set the state record for rushing yards in a season in eight-man. He doesn't have to get it this, this game. It's not a regular season record. Yeah, have Peck's going to play a playoff game, Yeah, win or lose. And we'll talk about those draws, but hey – you think people in Peck and the kids in Peck are saying, let's keep Deckerville home next week. Let's make this their final game. Yeah, uh, don't think that that wouldn't be a big deal to them. Uh, I know they don't play as much as they used to. Yeah, the, but the last time Peck and Deckerville matched up was actually a, a bit ago. It was 2019, which you feel like that's just a game that gets played every year, no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah, well, I mean, it, for a long time it was. So they've had a couple of years away from it. So th- this will be a big game, and this is an important game for, for Deckerville. And, again, I was kind of looking at it uh, a couple weeks ago. We were going like, oh, you know, it's not the same old Deckerville. And then I kind of looked at who they lost to and what they've done in games that they're supposed to win. And when they're supposed to win, they win big, and their losses are to legitimate teams. So this is a big game for both of them, and – Brown City brings in K-Pack. Uh, anything else before we get and nerd out on maps? Uh, no, let, let's get into uh, to nerding out here because uh, I think, um, again, we'll, we'll get more in-depth in, in all of these games uh, on our next uh, podcast. Um, and, and I think we'll really nerd out on our next podcast about uh, PH Marysville. <laughs> yes, we will. So uh, that is something to uh, to really look forward to. All right, uh, come back and we'll take a look at what the playoff matchups could look like uh, at the end of week nine. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. 
Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports podcast. So first thing I I did this morning, Brady, was I checked out one of our favorite sites, Snooze to You, which, by the way, he does an amazing job. Yeah. He has for, what, like over a decade now? Yeah. Because I remember checking it when I was in high school. And yeah. He he's... does a great job. If you're the one person out there that doesn't know, it's snooze, S-N-O-O-Z-E, the number two, Y-O-U, and, he, and he's really good. He doesn't just guess. He, 
I'd say he probably gets 80-plus percent right. Yeah. And a lot of the time it's, hey, if you get one wrong, it means you get five wrong. Yeah. So that's where he messes up. He projects the playoffs if it started today. You just want to make that clear, that this isn't what he think will happen. This is if the MHSA said, screw week nine, this starts today, this is who would be in and where they'd be. Yeah. Uh, so he, he he's – Really good about this. I did not like a lot of the matchups. No, no. I did. I looked at this and I said, "Wow, I don't like this." And with well, few exceptions, a lot of things. Uh, well, it's he's not terribly off on. Like I think he there's a few you could move around, and he's one person, and someone else might think somewhere else. So you want to start in Division Two and work down. Yeah. So Division Two is actually one of the more clear cut ones. Portier and High is making it. Portier and Northern's making it. And I think Lance Cruz is going to make it. They play Lance Cruz North. They should beat Lance Cruz North. They're the favorite. If they don't, they're out, and that's trouble for Port here on high and northern because then you might be in a district with De La Salle. But let's assume that Lance Cruz wins. They're the favorite. Now, right now, uh, they have the district of Roseville would host Lance Cruz and High and Northern would play in a first-round matchup. Now, one thing they do that's interesting here is they have Warren Mott in, but they have them in a different region than Warren Cousineau and Warren De La Salle. Now, what I think they might do is, and what might hope happens is it goes High Northern Lance Cruz Lakeview. And again, it's been the same forever, and that they take Roseville, uh, De La Salle, Cousineau, and Mott, and they group Gross Point South somewhere else. That's that's going to be the tough part of how do they figure that out because there's one too many teams there. Yeah. Well, what what I if it were me and I could cheat for our local teams, I'm moving Gross Point South where he's got Warren Mott. Right. I'm putting Warren Mott where he's got Roseville, and I'm putting Roseville in that where where he's got Gross Point South. Yes, <laughs> that's and, how and I'm you're shuffling you're the deck. Lakeview to where they have yeah. Roseville. Um, but the more interesting thing that could happen, and this is more big picture stuff. Obviously, you have to get out of your district, but there's a choice to be made. Um, there's there's kind of a district that has teams downriver, has teams like uh, Dearborn Heights Crestwood and uh, Temperance Bedford. Now, it's going to be interesting how they pair up the districts. Now, they'll probably pair up the, the Warren-Roseville district with the Port Huron district. But there is the odd chance they send the De La Salle-Warren district south and pair them up with Bedford and Livonia Franklin and those with a Seaholm Groves, Waterford Mott, that kind of district, which not saying Seaholm's a bad team or Waterford Mott's not a good team, but it's not De La Salle, and sometimes you just need to see a different colored jersey when you get into a big game in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I, I don't know that we'll, we'll get that breakup, but it'd be nice if we could. Yeah, um, I'm just saying those are the possibilities. Yeah. Again, the most likely thing is what he has right here. I would like to see Roseville and Lakeview flipped, but you, you're not wrong. It's, again, a matter of do you turn left or do you turn right. But I'd, I'd like to have uh, I'd like to have a setup 
where Northern and PH don't have to play right away. Yes, and Lakeview would make that world, setup. In a perfect world for us, both the Huskies and the Big Reds get home games, mm-hmm. and then they meet each other for the district championship, which guarantees we get a team in the regional, and then I'll worry about whoever. De La Salle, Roseville, or whoever that might be. Yeah, and if Lakeview switches with Roseville, it's set up where Northern would play Friday and High would play Saturday, and that would be a lot of fun. But D2 is actually pretty cut and dry. That's about it, unless they did something very wacky like paired the Port Huron schools with the teams from, like, Saginaw or something, which, which is probably not going to happen. hasn't been anything that they've even come close to doing in – uh, no, ever. <laughs> no, the, so. I mean, the, in 2011, Port Huron High had to play like Rochester Adams in Ortonville Brandon. That's like the one time they've gone west instead of south. Yeah. But again, that was just they were the lone team because Northern wasn't in the playoffs. So they only had to worry about the one outlier. All right, let's go to Division Four and let's talk about how the hell they're going to figure out what to do with Croslex, North Branch, and Marysville. Now, Basically, if you look back through the weeks, Croslex and Marysville have been teams that have been tied at the hip. They separated them here. Right now, Snooze to You has in Region 3, District 1 would be Croslex going to Goodrich, tough game, and Freeland going to North Branch, tough game. Talk about a district of death. Yeah. and You got, you got four really good teams there, and three of them won't survive. It actually has Marysville in District 2 in that same region going to Lampfear for a rematch. And it has Ortonville branding, Brandon hosting Orchard Lake St. Mary's, which is not ideal. And with the map right now, Centerline would have to be a team that sneaks into the playoffs to throw Orchard Lake St. Mary's away. They're not currently in. Uh, I believe they have a very winnable Week 9, but... It's going to be tough for center line to get in. Ideally, your district would be Lampfear, Marysville, Croslex, and North Branch. That would bode much better. And then whoever teams. you get in the regional, you get in the regional. But I'll say this. If nothing changes and North Branch or Croslex gets out of that district, boy. They're playing good football. They're playing really good football, and they're a threat. Yes. And honestly, I know they're three and five, but Orchard Lake St. Mary's might be the favorite to get out of there. I don't. They play someone. I think they play a PSL team in the crossover. They've beaten Hudsonville, Brother Rice, and Oak Park. Oak Park's not good, but those other two teams are. That's going to be a tough team. They're not what like they've been in years past. They're very gettable, but that doesn't mean it's an easy game. Um, Yeah, there's not much else. Maybe if a Lake Fenton or another team up in the uh, Flint area makes it in, then it, you know, pushes North Branch East. Um, You could see a scenario where you have a district of Marysville, Cross, Lex, Lamphere, and then maybe St. Mary's. Maybe you get, uh, I mean, a Redford Union or if they want they break someone up there again. I don't know what order they do the the pairings in, but a domino falling on the left side of the state could affect this district. Yeah, and and you you look at like for for North Branch, there doesn't seem to be a, an easy way out. Either you're getting Freeland, or if things shifted like you said, 
they'd end up probably hosting St. Mary's in a first round game. Right. It's <laughs> like darned if you do, darned if you don't. Yeah, and, and the the fact of the matter is, if you want to get where I think you know Marysville is a team that's trying to get back to where they were two years ago, winning playoff games. They want to be competitive and obviously win a playoff game, but we have hopes for if Croslex can get it right, and especially North Branch, that they can be playing well into November. That you want a decent draw, but you're going to have to be, you have to beat good teams sooner rather than later. Uh, that that is true, and and if you want to get back on the map, uh, a signature a signature win is what you need, and uh, beating any of those teams, in my opinion is a signature win. They handled Lamphere in week, uh, whatever that was, week five, four or five. Four, I think, yeah. And that was the best game I think they've played all year long. Um, a, a rematch there, though, at Lamphere. I'm a little nervous about that one. And yet, compared to everybody else on the list, that's probably the matchup you want. Yeah, and again... Like I say, a uh, a team dropping out on the west side could theoretically pull Freeland West just because they, they are on an island. They are by themselves, and if one more team makes it on the east side and one team falls out on the west side, hey, the Falcons are going away, and you wouldn't see them to a state title game. Yeah. But that's about D4. D5, I think, is even more of a jumbled mess. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. So I don't know if there's been a projection this year where Armada and Marine City are in the same district. And you think they're two seconds from each other. Yeah. That's an easy pairing. But what Snooze to You has had basically all season is a similar route that Marine City would have taken last year. Right now they have Marine City in District or Region 4, District 1, Kind of by themselves, they would host Detroit Southeastern and then play the winner of St. Clair Shore, South Lake, and Denby. Winnable games. They've already beaten South Lake, the next best team in that district. Then they'd probably run into Country Day in a regional, which might be a bit tougher than Corona was, but I'm not saying they're not they're an impossible team to beat. And they have a district. And, and here's the thing. Marine City probably gets to host that game. Uh, right now, they would host that game. Yeah. Yes. So I mean, I think that helps. I think playing at East China Stadium helps. It does. Armada would play Yale in the first round. Good. Like that. I like these local matchups. I'm sure Yale wants another crack because week two was a long time ago. They would play the winner of Notre Dame Prep and Flint Hamity, probably Notre Dame Prep. And I think you know Notre Dame Prep's a good team. I don't think they're a team you can take lightly. They've lost the last two weeks, but it's been to Gladwin and De Dearborn Divine Child, two really good teams. But I think Notre Dame Prep is very beatable. I don't think they're this unstoppable power. The problem I, guess I look at the matchups, it's harder for Armada. I think Armada can win the district. It's harder for them. Than yes, it is because for they City. actually, a Marine City Armada rematch would happen in a semifinal in this projection. And stupid and, Frankenmuth could get in the way of that. Yes, but if Armada beats Frankenmuth, I'm just crowning them kings of the BWAC. Yeah. <laughs> because Frankenmuth's been the killer, and they have been dominant, and they would be the favorite to come out of that side, and it doesn't look like Frankenmuth's going to be pulled north like they were last year, and either Marine City or Armada would run into Frankenmuth at some point once again. What could change this? 
be be quite honest with you, just a redrawing of the districts. Like, this could be the map, and the MHSA could look at it a completely different way and make it Yale, Armada, Marine City, and South Lake. Or Yale, Armada, Notre Dame Prep, and, and uh, Marine City. Which um, might bold well for us in terms of whoever gets out of that district might end up playing somebody like playing probably country day country day or some but having a chance i think right because i think frankenmuth is i always use the term boogeyman um because right now they have portland on the west side last year in d5 they kind of almost did a north south thing because remember portland's not close like that's a long ways away uh for the semifinal so they didn't go east west it was more north south and i think you can kind of do that again the problem is Armada or Marine City might get pulled a bit to the north. Again, you don't know what the state wants to do, but I would like to see an Armada-Marine City rematch. I think everyone wants to see a Marine City-Armada rematch, and it would be a lot more fun if it was in a regional final than it would be a district district final, but we'll, we'll just see how it falls because uh, this week will really shake things up. D6, we only have the one team. We only have Almont, and it doesn't matter which way they go. If you go north, you're going to run into Duran. If you go south, you're running into Collegiate or Bishop Foley. And if you go west, you're running into Millington. Pick your poison. Yeah, right now, I, I look at what the, the district they have here. This is a tough district. But I'll tell you what, if Almont survives that, uh, they've got them playing Millington, and then they play the winner of the collegiate Bishop Foley game. Yeah. If they survive Sorry, that. Sorry, was west, not north. Yeah, if, if they survive that, then semifinals are bust? Yeah. I mean, I I think collegiate would be the I mean, I don't know how good team. e-course is. They're no. eight no, but I don't know what kind of no, eight no and are. the good news for Almont is – especially if they win this week, but even if they lose, they might be hosting through a regional. Like At 6-2, and two, they have more playoff points than 8-0 Durand. They have more playoff points than 8-0 E-Course. Like, this is where the BWAC helps them a ton. They have not played a school even the same size of them. They have played up the whole year. Yeah. So uh, they're, I think, prepared um, for uh, a playoff run. Uh, again, I just I didn't like the draw that they've got here because I just think that's that's a tough district, and it would be a shame to me if if Elmont couldn't get <laughs> the district. Like if your tougher games are early in the playoffs, right? Then later, there's just now, something the with that that doesn't set right. Thing with you can look at is D six is so spread out. And D6 is has a lot of teams on islands that you're not going to get these nice, neat districts. If they want to keep west side teams on the west side, like, for example, Manistee could possibly be in a district with someone in the UP. And, I mean, Dennis, if you look at the snooze to you map, the purple in the bottom left doesn't have a great fourth team. Uh, you don't know where to pull one from there's an off chance that maybe Almont goes like really north and gets in a district with maybe like a Standish Sterling who's really good or, or, or pulls in a Sanford Meridian. 
I, if, if there's just not enough spots, they could be one of the teams they take up there. But likely, you are tied at the hip with either Millington or the pair of Bishop Foley and Warren Collegiate. Yeah, I mean, just looking at this map, it makes the most sense to me, unless you're going to somehow fit them in where Durand and Ovid Elsie. But that, that's like the Catholic. one spot where you have a nice Lanesburg, foursome yeah. that you're not, you don't well, really want to break up. If, if say, well, Lansing Catholic and Lanesburg, you know, they don't have a ton of playoff points. If one of them were to lose in week nine, I don't know how that would affect things. But if, right. if one of them fell out. Well, Lansing Catholic plays Puamo Westphalia. Yeah. That's going to be a tough one. So, I mean, th- there is that slight chance that Almont would slide over there, but I don't know. Because and then, then if they do, do you who really, then do you Would you rather play Durand or would you rather play Millington or Collegiate? Yeah, because like, if they don't take Almont, then they've got to take Millington over there. Right. So and then you're in a Detroit district or region. So uh, D6 is Almont's kind of going to have a tough matchup either way. We've known that for a while. D8 is going to have a tough matchup. And it seems like Cardinal Mooney, who's having their best season in two decades, is probably going to have one of the toughest first-round matchups in all of D8. Because right now, Marlette, who's probably going to beat Waterford, Our Lady of the Lakes, and get in. It would be Marlette, Ubley, Beach. Those three are conjoined. You're not getting rid of those three. The question is, do they pull a team like Cardinal Mooney up, or do they pull a team like a Flint Beecher East? And that could determine Mooney's playoff fate. Because if they don't end up in a district with Ubley, they are as dangerous as anyone else. And I think even if they play ugly, they could be a dangerous team, but they would be the underdog. And especially if they get pulled down towards Detroit, I'm going to be honest, the worst team in, in Ubley's district might win the Detroit district. Like Marlette, if they were in the district with Mount Clemens, Detroit Community, Detroit Leadership, and Melvindale Academy for Business and Tech, they might win that district. Yeah, the, the, the spooky part here when I look at this you mentioned maybe they move Beecher. I think the team that moves is Everest. Uh, if they're moving somebody from the West back to the East, um, and I know Mooney beat Everest the first time, but you don't. It's always tough to I, beat them twice. I don't want to play that game right away, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, right now it has Ubley playing Marlette and Cardinal Mooney playing Harbor Beach, which and a Mooney Harbor Beach game would by be the way. a lot of fun. Yeah. That, that intrigues would, me. That would be a lot of fun. And if Mooney would run a two-week stretch where they beat Beach and Ubley, they're a state title favorite. Like, period, end of story. They're certainly not losing in the regional if those are the options. Like, if, if they win those two games and then didn't win a regional. Right. But it's it, only because they didn't have any players left after winning those two games. And in this scenario, you have... Beale City's gone west. Lutheran Seminary's gone west. Everest has gone west. Like a lot of these teams that you might normally play have gone west. Again, it's kind of a north and south uh, thing right now, but because you don't want to have a, a if you do it east west, you don't want to have a regional or a semifinal where you have a who is that reading who is basically in Ohio taking on someone like Iron Mountain and having to meet in 
Gaylord as the middle spot. Yeah, actually, (laughs) well, it'll be interesting. Again, I don't know a whole lot about those teams to the south of us. I know a few years ago, Centerville was stupid good, but, you know, I, it's that, that's obviously not the same Centerville team. I don't know anything about Ottawa, Ottawa Lake Whiteford. They're 8-0. They're 8-0. Um, they've mean, beaten so, some good teams. They've beaten Detroit Loyola. They've beaten uh, Ida, who is traditionally good. They've had some nice wins, and they're doing so convincingly. But, again... I think Mooney is really good. I think Ubley's really good. Because well, I like, but I look at them differently because Ubley been there, done that. Right. So when I match up Ubley, when I think Ubley against those teams, I think okay, Ubley can win this game. Ubley might even be the favorite in in this game. Um, and and when I look at Mooney, I go, this is still fresh to Mooney. I I like this Mooney team, but they haven't won a playoff game in 11-man since 2005 at that school. Right. They haven't won a playoff game since 2011, and that was an eight-man win. They're still learning how to do this. This is Again, we talk about part of the process. And, and, you know, do I think they're really, really good? Yes. If they won a state championship, wow. Like, it would surprise me. It would surprise me, but I don't. You're not saying it is an impossible. It's thing. not an impossibility. Nothing is impossible. Like I you think know that they have. Well, yes, but I mean, but I, I'm there saying there are teams you look at and you go, wow, if they win a playoff game, you're happy. You, you got to beat Beach, then you got to beat Ugly. Let's just say, then you got to go North. Let's just say it plays out like this, uh, and in the semifinals, you you've got to beat uh, well Whiteford. You go Whiteford. South. Or yeah, you go south. You you got to beat White. Which honestly, the district or, would be tougher than teams. the regional and semifinal. And then you get to you know the championship game, Beale City, Beale City, Lutheran maybe a rematch Semin- with Lutheran Seminary. Which I, I mean, take that. I think Mooney's just as good as Lutheran Seminary. But but that is like that's a gauntlet for the most part. Like you you're, usually you're, have to to win the Your state easiest title. game is the regional. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe. Um, uh, Detroit community drops out and that pulls Mooney South, and then you don't have to worry about that game until a until a uh, regional final yeah. against Dubly. But let's go to eight man real quick because eight man with only sixteen teams, you start off with a tough game. There's no gimme game early, and it shows as we mentioned, Deckerville's winning it. So if they come in, this throws a wrench into things. But right now, the only team we have in an eight-man is Division One is Brown City, who's actually the three seed, would have to go to undefeated Kingston. That would be a really fun game, but would be a really tough one for the Green Devils. Well, I think it would be a very high-scoring game, and Brown City seems to do well in very high-scoring uh, games. You know, I, this is a, a tough call for me because Kingston is good. Yes, but man, I don't know that they faced a team like Brown City. Yeah, I mean they beat Auburn Hills Oakland Christian, who was on the other side with Merrill. Again, you're not going to have you're not going to have an easy trip through because in a in a semifinal you'd play Martin or Adrian Lenaway Christian. So anyone who wins an eight man state title has earned it. Yeah, like, I mean. Brown Brown City runs an eight man version of the wing T, and and they can throw it if they need and to. They, they can just throw it if to. they need to. They they didn't have to in the game that I saw. But my goodness, 
they're tough. So I don't know who Deckerville would bump bump out right yeah, now. Where would they go? Right they now, uh, Indian River Lakes has the lowest playoff points, and they are basically at the Mackinac Bridge. So what I'd imagine is you just flip uh, Merrill into that, and then you'd insert Deckerville. So it would be a combination of Deckerville, Kingston, Brown City, and Oakland Christian. That sound about right? Yeah, e- either either Merrill goes there. Who's the number three team in the blue? Number three team in the blue is Fulton. Fulton. Maybe Fulton has to? Yeah, I don't know. But either way, it's there's it's going to be a tough game off the get for Brown City. Kingston, who do they play in week nine? They play CPS. They're, Brown City's probably not going to get enough playoff points to leap them because they're only, what, half of a playoff point behind Kingston to host that game. Yeah, I is K-Pac's a little bit bigger school than. Yeah, I don't know exactly where they are all uh, at, but um, I do know Peck is our only team in Division Two, and this is Peck's best team in a long time. They have a very good chance to host a playoff game, especially if they win. And who would come to town but Morris? Yeah, and, and I, Morris again. is familiar with this side of the state. They played in the Stars for. A few years, they're they're not in the league this year, but uh, they played in the Stars, so they played a lot of the Stars and the Stripes teams. They're very familiar, and they've been very good in recent history. Yes, they have, and they would play the winner of Gray Sims, and Marion. Again, Peck has two absolute superstar record book players, one offensively and one defensively. That gives you a chance, but... If and you, getting a home game gives you a chance. Right. But, but this, if this is the district, this is a tough district. It is a very tough district, and I don't know much that would change it because Peck is completely on an island. There's really no ifs, ands, or buts unless someone drops out and someone new pops in. Those are going to be the districts. That had to be the easiest one for Snooze to you to do. Yeah, and I don't know much about Marion, but I can tell you that in the last four years, Augre Sims has beaten both Peck and Deckerville in postseason games, and they've scored 140 points while doing it. Hmm. Yeah, so um, anything else? Those were the, the districts right now. Can you believe that in five days from now we're going to be watching Selection Sunday? Oh, I know. Uh, the, this regular season has gone really fast to me <laughs> it always does but like this year it seems like it's even gone faster I, I can't believe that we're doing week nine games uh this week uh and uh, that the playoffs are going to be starting uh in another week after that yeah so anyway uh that's it top that means te- we're almost in november i know I know it's all well. You like Halloween, so I love least, Halloween. At least it's it's almost. So don't to rush that. it past me. I won't. I'm not going to. But anyway, um, anything else? No. Let's take a break and then let's go and uh, take a look at uh, this week's top ten. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. 
Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-987-2185. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year. Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, you're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady, and it's uh, time for our uh, top ten segment and sorting out the uh, carnage after the uh, week uh, eight results. Well, I think the bottom's pretty easy to work with. Um, so number 10, Harbor beach, number 10, Harbor beach. We are agreed on uh, that uh, point. They're good, but they haven't their one big test. They lost by a lot and they, their win against bad X was a nice, that's win. a nice win. 
and you could have put them ahead of Cardinal Mooney, who I have at number nine, but they also had a nice win at a Whitmore Lake. So two good wins cancel each other out, and all stays the same. PH put 59 points on the board uh, this week. I kept them at uh, number nine again. I like their their win, but I, I value Mooney, Mooney going on the road and getting that shutout at Whitmore Lake a little more. Well, I think we had them flip last week, and we do yeah. again this week. Uh, Port Huron at number eight for me. All right. Uh, what you got at number seven? I have the Croslex Pioneers. Okay, so you gave them a big drop. I did, and I'll explain it as I go above them because they have similar records to teams above them. They have lost head-to-head to teams above them, and they haven't looked right since week three. And, Dennis, we're going into week nine. That's a long time. God, I mean, I like them, and I hope they figured out, hey, you beat Freeland, you're going to give me a really tough homework assignment for our final final uh, regular season poll. But I could not justify putting Croslex above any team above them. Okay. I, I'm not going to argue uh, with you. I, didn't, I did drop them, but mm-hmm. I didn't drop them that far. I kept Almont at uh, number seven. They had another nice win this week against Yale. They did what I thought that they would do, and I kept them where I've had them so far. And I have Elmont at six. They're playing better, and they have the head-to-head over Cross-Lex. And, and not just the head-to-head, a double-score win over Cross-Lex. I mean, hey, if you want to argue a one-point overtime win, hey, again, it was 50.1 to 49.9. Understand that. Elmont got took care of business against Cross-Lex. They move up to number six for me. Uh, and six is where I kept Port here on Northern. It's where I've had them for a couple of weeks now. Port here on Northern's at five. They only have the one loss. So out of all the teams with one loss, they are the lowest ranked, but they come in at number five. And five is where I dropped Crosslex uh, to. Uh, they were number two on my poll. Um, and that's a fairly significant uh, drop. I just I can't figure this team out right now. Uh, I don't know where where they're at, how good or how bad they are, how much I should be worried about them, how much I shouldn't worry about them. They have me very confused. I put them at number five. And I put Marine City at number four. They're kind of keeping pace again. They just haven't had a chance to get a signature win until this week. Again, a lot of nice wins. This win would be one that people around the state go, you see what Marine City did this week? And could make a case to leapfrog some teams, maybe playing not as tough teams, because Durand is a state title contender this year. You beat Durand. I'm going to have a really tough uh, go of it here in the top uh, three or four. Yeah, uh, I've got Marine City at uh, number four as well. I have North Branch at number three. Uh, They just beat Cross-Lex, a good Cross-Lex team, but they lost head-to-head to to the team ahead of them, so they're at number three for me. Yeah, this is where I'm going to slot North Branch uh, as uh, well um, because it's time to award uh, Armada for the the wins that that they do uh, have um I, I i hedged back and forth like how how good is the win over cross lex right now 
Right. You, you and, know, and, and I still and the other part about it is I still saw Armada get spanked by Cross Right, but again that's and now it's hard to six, get that out of my memory. But it is six weeks ago now and they're a different team. They've won every game they have since then, including wins over Almont and North Branch. And Armada kind of spanked North Branch, so that's why they're my number two team. So uh, I mean, there's there's a there's just we're splitting hairs with all of these teams right now, but uh, I think we're in in, in agreement that uh, our top four teams are where actually we're the closest in in our poll because I got Armada at number two. Yep, I believe that's where you've got them. Yes, started. it is, and well, Ubley's number one. Ubley's undefeated, and they're. I'm not moving them until they lose. Again, it's not a power ranking. Um, they would. Do I think they would beat some teams in the top ten? Absolutely, and I'm not just talking about Harbor Beach and Cardinal Mooney. But they're number one. They're the team that's undefeated, and they're beating every team by a thousand. Ugly, but again, for all the other teams, just start at number two, and that's yeah, the. And, and, and I'm and I'm sorry to Ugly that every week we have to justify putting them in this spot, but it it the the top ten isn't based on. Do I think Ubley would beat uh, Elmont or Armada or North? That's, I, I that's don't impossible. do it like that. Again, we're dealing with different size schools. I'm saying these teams are doing this with what they have to do, and nobody, nobody has been more impressive with doing it than Ubley. No, and I would say to the people that are upset about that, hey, um, if you're a, 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 cl- a Division four or five school, all right, Cut your school population in half and see what team you have. Yeah. Cut, Thanos, cut. snap your team and see yep. who's left and then yep. and see then, where you And look up. at your roster and cut it down to 22 kids. Mm-hmm. And then go play ugly schedule. Well, even less than that because I'm sure some kids that would be well, JV I'm, at a bigger school if ugly had the numbers are playing varsity. I, I'm, I'm being generous. Right. And I'm giving them 22 guys because I'm most eight. Eight-man teams, I know, don't have that kind of a right. roster. But, um, hey, and, and, and kind of size it up that way and, and see, where you're, see where you're at that way. Now, again, if you put Armada, North Branch, Marine City, Croslex, Northern Elmont, Mooney, Port Huron, or Harbor Beach in eight-man football, I'm pretty sure they Well, do Division it. 8, you mean. Or Divi- yeah, Division 8. Yeah. They're going to do just fine. Right. But are they going to do what Ubley does? And that, that's the question. But, again, recap it for us. All right. So we have Ubley at number one, Armada at number two, North Branch at number three, Marine City at number four. Uh, I have Croslex at five. That's where you've got Northern. I've got Northern at six. You've got Elmont at six. I've got Elmont at seven. You've got Croslex at uh, seven. Uh, I've got Mooney at eight. You've got PH at eight. I've got PH at nine. You got Mooney at nine, and we agree that Harbor Beach is number ten. Sounds good. Uh, next show Thursday. Next show is Thursday, and that should be a, a fun one. Dave Taddy will be on. I think we'll have him on for the whole show. Yeah. So um, he'll get into the Marysville PH game among others. Uh, he has been very, very uh, involved, at least talking to him off the air, and I'm excited to get him back on. Uh, I am not excited about uh, the uh, the picks. Uh, I see a, a really good season going oh, really bad with week boy, nine. Boy, are the picks tough this week. But <laughs> we'll get to that more on Thursday. <laughs> All right. 
From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.